Right, so we open episode two with Phyllis coming to see her husband, um, you know, Bill, uh, yeah. the, the, the arrested principal uh, aforementioned, and they, she comes out of the cell, and at first it seems like he's, a, he's like he's going to tell her about an affair. He's like, oh, I need to tell you something, because he's like, to, to prove my innocence here, I'm going to have to fess up about this other thing. Um, and the scene goes in a completely different direction than you feel it's going, because she's like, I know about your affair. Your prints are all over that. It's like she wants him to go to prison. Mm. And then he's like, I know about your affair with George. And yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised it took us this long to get to affairs in Twin Peaks, frankly. I think it's for, obviously, though, yeah, but this is only one. And the original Twin Peaks, we had like four of them by the time we ended the pilot. Oh, that's true. Only, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he was having an affair, but she was having an affair, and maybe more than one. So, you know, that's at least two, if not three. I don't know. I'm going to, same couple, I'm counting it all as one umbrella. Mm, I don't know. Sketchy. But yeah, no, the, the bit of this thing that I really found interesting is he is very insistent he didn't do it, and he's insistent, you know, the affair happened, but he wasn't there that night. He dreamt he was there. What? I never took it as he was having an affair with her. Oh, did you not? I thought he was having an affair with his, uh, his, uh, secretary, or his, his assistant oh, okay. that he drove home. Okay, that makes sense. And she's mentioned later on by other characters, so she's also important. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking maybe he did have an affair with her at some point. As um, well, maybe I'm being naive, but I actually kind of believed him when he was like, "I don't even know where she lives." Like, oh, okay. but then, then things get real interesting because he says he dreamed that he was there. Yeah, and and like that night he dreamt he was there. Yeah, and obviously that feels very Twin Peaks. That makes us think of Cooper thinking about the lodge, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. It really brings that up, and it's like, was he there in like an astral projection? I mean, admittedly, would that leave fingerprints? I don't know. But yeah, this is the thing. We've seen when Cooper dreams, he, you know, it's not a dream. He is there, but maybe not when he's dreaming it, but he is there. And the question is, if he, he never actually goes, gets around to seeing what he saw in the dream. He, no, he, he just says he was there. Like, did he watch her be killed? Did he see that? Did he commit that in the, you know, in the dream? Yeah, maybe, maybe. And again, if this is like Cooper's dreams where he just receives things that have happened at a different time. The thing is, though, I mean, if, I, if I'm making a guess right now, I think, given another scene that we're getting to in a minute, I think his wife did it. Yeah. And she set him up, but the dream is like part of it because, you know, we're dealing with, you know, Lodge characters and whatnot. I agree, because she is definitely, you know, we're getting, we're getting to this now, she is from the Lodge. It, it, I think it's, that's yeah. pretty clear. It's, yeah, it seems that way. Uh, the, the, the line that, that, you know, tells me that for almost definite is uh, Cooper saying, yeah, you do, you do a good job of be pretending to be human. Yeah, yeah, uh, but then he kills her anyway, which with is George's it? gun. With George's gun again, it kind of, oh, oh, even though how could he possibly have done it? Like the police, like they have him in a cell at the time, and she came to visit him. So it's physically impossible that it could have been him. But I mean, like, it could have been George. Oh, sure, sure. Because I mean, just Bill's in the cell. And George oh, it was George's gun. I thought it was Bill's was, gun. No, it was George's gun. Ah, okay. That makes Which, more sense. And yeah. I'm also questioning: is is George from the lodge as well? Because you know, when when she comes out, she, she she says to him, "He knows." Now, is is she just referring to the affair, or is she referring to more? I don't know. It's hard to like, tell. Like, is she going? He dreamt it, and he knows what happened. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. And and it was you know the reason that that. Doppelcoop frames him for whatever reason could be related to do with that. 
Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, obviously, that stuff connects, but let's not gloss over the end of the jail scene. No, let's not. Because I, I, after she leaves and she has that moment with the with George in the like the entranceway, uh, we cut back cut back to Bill, and the camera, you know, tracks down the cells, and gets to another one, where I'm seeing people online refer to him as the charcoal man. Because he appears to be covered in like a black suit, kind of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works for me. We'll go yeah. with that. Charcoal man, yeah. uh, and he's just sitting there very still, and he, he starts to fade away. But then his head, mid fade, starts to float up the way, <laughs> mm. with a different expression on his face. May I add as well? Yes. Um. I, I mean, I I have nothing to offer on him right now. I, the qu- question creepy. is, does Bill see him, or, do, or is it just something that we see? I don't think he sees him because he's not even looking over in that direction. Uh, when when because he's got his head down, he, it doesn't seem like he's noticed anything. No, it, I I agree. It seems like something's there, like some spirit from the lodge or something like that is there because it's relevant to what's just happened. Because it seems it, to be watching him. Yeah, observing. Uh, is this the exact thing? Is this the one that's inside her? Or is this something else that's watching what's going on because it's relevant to the Lodge? Like, Because um, as we get further through the episode and we see stuff in the Lodge with uh, the other characters talking about it, they're kind of monitoring, to an extent, what's going on. They want things fixed. They want, they want this doppelganger to come back. And all this stuff seems to be connected. And we'll get to more of that as we get to some of that dialogue. But... Uh, so so we have that. So that's that's all fun. Um, now, okay, I want to talk actually. So so Doppel Cooper shoots shoots Phyllis, kills her. Yes. I just want I want to point out an effect here. There's a really interesting. Mm. I don't know if you caught this, but when she gets shot, there's like a sort of blood spatter, but yes. the blood spatter is very intentionally unnatural. It kind of looks like it almost looks like the spirit of someone's going up the way. Yes. It, it yeah. is a very specific choice. The, the, it's, been, it's a very intentional direction, the way the blood goes up like that. And it, it really stuck out to me. Because Lynch likes to use these little edits. We see it a lot in the Lodge itself, where there'll be these little cuts that make like, blinking look really unnatural and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it'll just look like it's stuttering. Time's not quite running right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of felt like something left her body. But Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I can see that. But I just I wanted to point that out. So we, we get a scene... Uh, in Las Vegas, we we cut to Las Vegas for a new character, uh, and we have Mister Todd and we have Roger. Roger, who was reminding me a lot of Iron Fist, unfortunately. Uh, per- Do you know what? When he walked in, you know, at a distance, I yeah. was like, "Is that that knob?" <laughs> Is that Danny and, and then he got <laughs> and then he got closer. I thought, "Ah, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine." It's fine. He's just got a similar haircut and beard. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Todd, of course, was in Mulholland Drive. Not not the character, but the the actor. Yes. Uh, so yeah, just want to point that out. Um, but they, they're cryptically talking about something. Uh, Todd hands Roger some money and says she has the job. Now, this is why I was speculating perhaps Tracy is still alive and it was referring to her being the one to replace him in the job of watching the box. That's interesting. I didn't connect it to that. I connected it to something else. What did you connect it to? I connected it to a certain hit job on a certain doppelcoop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, uh, D- Daria. Uh, I, that's who I thought they may have been talking about. Oh, they could well have been, because yeah. he keeps referring to him. 
yeah. which I, I assumed was Cooper. Yeah, he makes you do these things. Like, why do you do it? And then he, he like, responds, like, I'll never let someone do this to you or be have, have someone like this in your life, he says. Yeah, uh, but, but also I was still thinking of this, Cooper, in my angle, is, is Cooper involved, well, double Cooper involved in this box? Is this part of his plan to not go back? Yeah, I, I, I did have that thought. I have the thought that he's done that. But that, that's us assuming that this is the, the millionaire behind that yeah yeah that was that was what my assumption there was which and i I think the first time i did but in the second time because i i I knew the hit job was coming i was like oh that's like that's true yeah uh especially since i feel like a hit job you give like a a, just a you know a wad of cash rather than i feel like if you hire someone to constantly do something like that job it's more of a well a salary salary i guess no no i agree with that i i I imagine that the wad of cash was like here look she might feel a bit strange after you know what had happened, but if you wave a water catcher, like that has more effect than just a number. Yeah, yeah you're, you're you're right. Um, but no, I do agree. I, when I watched that scene, obviously I've only seen it once, so I, I did not know about the hit. But you may, you, no, I actually kind of like that idea. Uh, but I, I think if it is, I don't think that she went in there auditioning for that job. I think she's now being picked by circumstance that she survived and saw something. I agree, and it, the, the reason I was thinking that is. The, the guy mentioned, you know, someone else before him had a job and saw something. And it made me go, right, why, why, why is he here now then? Like, why, why him? And I was wondering, maybe it's a cycle like that where it rotates through them for some reason. How did he get picked, though? Like, what, 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 how did the baton get passed to him, if that's the case? That's the bit I don't know. Aye. But, but uh, yeah. You bring, but you bring then, me questions and no answers, Connor. Come on. I, I, what can I say? <laughs> you mean, that, that kind of sums up Lynch, though, doesn't it? <laughs> questions and no answers. Oh dear! Uh, I want to point out after that scene, we cut to a shot of a, a railroad crossing. Yeah, it just uh, you, you know we just watch this freight train go past. Yeah, uh, at night time, and then that's it. And obviously, I'm like, okay, symbolism. <laughs> yeah. There's symbolism here. We're at a crossing, uh, and obviously, later on, we hear Double Cook talk about how it's time to go back, and we hear them in the lodge talking about how now's the time it can happen. And remember from the original show that, you know, it's when Saturn lines up with Jupiter, yeah, yeah. whatever, that that's when the, the, the path is open, as it were. And I wonder if the, if the crossing here is just a simple metaphor for we're at this point where, the, the you know, the gate is literally open. See, no, no, see, this is where I think you've got that slightly wrong. The crossing is blocked. It's a crossing when the gates are open, but we watch the gates oh, close sure. okay, and the train sure, can yeah. pass. The whole point is... The crossing isn't open, it's been blocked. But it's about to be open. Yes, or it should be open. Like, like you know, like when you okay. when you walk up to one of those, usually that is open, that's a crossing you can go surely, through. Surely for that metaphor to work, though, the train should not come. Surely, if you're saying it should be open, but it's not, surely you would see it go down, the, you know, the alarms would go off, the, no, the noise, and then there would be no train. No, 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 because usually you'd be in a car, and that's your crossing over the, the train tracks. Right. Right. So, because the trains come, the tr- the train is what's blocking the crossing. No, it's just because I picked up on what you said there, where it should be open, but it's not. So I think if it was saying that specifically, all oh, right, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. It, it would be, oh no, the the, the, the you know the, the the barriers come down, but there's just no train. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, you might be right. Uh, I, I think it's certainly we're at. We're hitting along the right lines of what what it's referring to. It's just a case of what is the exact message that it's saying about it. Yeah, this will be fascinating to look back on after after a handful of episodes and see if we know any more. Oh yeah, yeah. So some rewatching between episodes, I think something's going to happen. 
as we go. Uh, because the thing about the new episodes is, is we don't have you know twenty five years of like online theories and you know well written curated like you know ideas that people have put together. To be fair. I think we did quite a good job in our watch oh, no, avoiding most of that and, you know, going yeah. fresh with our own perspectives. I think we did. There was, there was the odd thing where, like, oh, I, I need to get the exact words that the giant said and I looked something up or uh, yeah. things like that. But, yeah, there, there, there wasn't a whole bunch of it. But... But, but but this time I know that resource isn't available to me to just Google, so I'm writing down notes. <laughs> I also feel like this time it is actually a lot more cryptic. I feel Because, like, you know, Twin Peaks, the original show, you'd have... Okay, there'll be a weird thing at the end of episode three, but there'd be like two full episodes of you know straightforward storytelling for the most part. Maybe a bit quirky. Yeah, yeah, because it was quirky, but it wasn't weird for you know three or four episodes. They said. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's a big part of it. Uh, so so we come back to obviously we seen Doppelcook when he killed Phyllis, but we come back to him and he's in a diner with the others. He, there's this mechanic guy named uh, Jack who we've not yes. seen before, uh, but uh, he's also with Daria and Ray, and. So, a few points I've written down about this scene. Uh, so, basically, he he Doppelkoop says that, oh, after tomorrow, I'm going to have to disappear for a little while. And you get the sense that he's worried about something. And obviously, given, given scenes that we got in the, the, the lodge, oh, it's because this is the time where he's vulnerable to go back. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go back. So, he's concerned about it. And that's that's kind of a thing. Uh, he also goes on a little tirade because Ray starts questioning why he... Because he says he needs this information from Bill Haston's assistant. Yes. Because he mentions that name. And I'm like, wait, do we know that name? I put my page back. Bill! It was Bill! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so for some reason, she has information. And this is where it kind of connects these plots together. It's like, okay... right. So not only did he show up and kill Phyllis and she was someone from the lodge, but he also wanted something from her assistant, from his assistant, which means he knew something, and it seems, and from later on in the episode, we find out what he wanted was coordinates. Yeah. Which raises all sorts of questions. What yeah. are these coordinates? Because we know he, ha- I mean, if he's behind the box, he has the box, but if he doesn't have the box, if he's not behind the box, is he looking for the box? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Maybe yeah. he's going, right, where is this box? And, yeah. uh, he goes on. You said he goes on a tirade. It's it's when uh, Jack says he needs this information, and he's like, "No, I don't need it. I want it." And he goes on this whole rant. About uh, I think how... you mean Ray. I say, yeah, 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 Ray. Ray. yeah. Uh, and he goes on this whole rant about how he doesn't need anything. It's just things that he wants, and that, that was you know this big whole thing with the 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 Black Lodge. It's it's this lust, this desire for things. It's not a need. It's it's not necessity. It's it's greed. Hmm. Mm. And it's also this weird purpose, like, under no circumstances he want to look weak, like he needs help, or he needs something. Yeah. It's, no, 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 I want this, and if you don't do it, I'll probably kill you, but I don't need it. Yeah. Um. So I, th- I think that was, uh... but yeah, they're, they're talking about uh, Bill's secretary's car, and if you remember in the previous scene with uh, Bill, he said There's some- there was something wrong with her car, I gave her a lift home. Uh, and if he was having an affair with the librarian, maybe it makes sense that, that he was actually just telling the truth about taking her home because her car was something yeah. up with it. Uh, but you get the sense that they have tampered with it. Uh, so definitely interesting. And now they're like covering the tracks or whatever, they're, or maybe they're looking for where the car went. Like if I mean, I mean, Bill's not a millionaire, but like if he has connected to the box, maybe they're looking for the coordinates through the car's GPS or something like that. Like. Mm. 
Just... Like I say, he's not a millionaire, but he definitely seems reasonably well off. Oh, yeah, he got a nice enough house, but I mean, they say private millionaire in that other scene, but yeah, maybe that's yeah. just speculation. But then again, he's renting out this big, you know, sort of apartment or this big block in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's paying someone to sit there and watch it. A security guard, all these cameras, like, it feels like a relatively high tech operation. Uh, no, I but, agree. But it does make you wonder where did this box come from? Did this millionaire build it? Was it already here? Did someone else build it? Did someone from the lodge build it? Was it always there and they built the skyscraper to get to it? What, in the sky? It was just, in the, it was just yeah. floating in... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, I have no reason to say it, it wasn't. It wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me. Uh, so continuing on with uh, Hawk uh, getting the call from uh, Log Lady. He, he's, on, he's on the phone to her again. And he's, he's out in the woods and he's looking for the entrance to the lodge. Uh, yes. And what I love about this scene is that it plays very similar to when... Cooper or the sheriff was looking for it in the, the finale where it's just yeah. a torch and the, the flashlight on the on the trees in the dark. It also very much reminded me of the first time we saw Cooper in you know, the first episode here with the, the headlights from the car. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Because at first I thought maybe, you know, before we saw it was Hawk, I thought, oh, are we back to Cooper? You know, back to that because it was so reminiscent of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he's looking, and he's talking to her about, uh, and they're just kind of having a nice conversation. And he does find that he finds the, you know, he finds the little, yeah, yeah. Little I've got, I've the got all the conversation again though. Uh, go, go on, yeah. How's with the conversation? So she asks, uh, "Where, where is, he, where are you walking tonight? And there's supposed to be something happening here tonight." And then she says, "The stars turn, and the time presents itself. Walk carefully." Yeah, I think that just ties into you know, the lining of the planets that opens yep. the path. Yeah, I think that's just sort yeah, of yeah, into that. Yeah, definitely. And then that's when she says she's she's too weak to go with him and asks him to stop by. So I don't know if we'll actually get to that or if it'll be, you know, it'll be the case of he was too late. Maybe. Do you know, do you know what this reminded me of, actually? It, reminded, it, it, it was almost make, I feel a shame that we couldn't get uh, uh, Truman back because you. I, I really, in that finale, felt his friendship with Cooper, that he sat out there all night waiting for him to come back. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it made me think of that, and I'm like, oh, it's a shame we won't get him to see his friend again when he comes out. No, so I agree. It's, it's a little shame, but uh, it didn't make me think of that. Uh, and you know, he—I don't know if he sees the curtain, but we see you know a couple of the, the curtain fading in the entrance. I think he sees it. I think that's the the idea because obviously he gets to the sycamore trees and the mm. the pool, and then it was it, funny because at this point I was almost thinking, is Cooper going to get out at the end of this episode? Are we going to see Cooper come out of that curtain and? Because mm. this was before uh, they started saying, "Oh, the doppelganger must come back before you can leave." Yeah, this... this was actually you know, only about a third through the episode. Oh, maybe? yeah, a lot of it was in the red room once we got to that. Yeah, uh, but like, I I was thinking at this point, maybe he gets out. Maybe he's told that since the gateway is open, you can leave, and maybe the job for this season is finding him and getting him back. Like that—that that is good Cooper's mission. But no, obviously mm. they throw that away because they say, "Oh, you can't go out until he comes back." Uh, but I, I wonder if maybe it still ends up being the mission somehow, or because it would feel weird if we somehow deal with Evil Cooper, if we deal with Bob like early. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But um, unless uh, they establish something else, you know, if they mm. if they spend the next two or three episodes establishing, you know, something big that you know this this Bob fellow is nothing. This you know this this doesn't even matter. Like there's there's more important things to worry about. Yeah, is the shimmering thing in the box the real big bad? That's yeah. Like I, I will say, I will be very disappointed if when Cooper gets out, his first words aren't the same as you know Doppel Cooper's in the finale where he asks, "Where's Annie?" Oh yeah, that'd be good. I hope he asks that. 
Who's if that's, Annie? If that's, yeah, how's Annie? If that's not his first thing that he says, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. I, I can see it happening. Uh, I, hmm, it's interesting. I, I want... <sighs> No, I was I was I was going to speculate. What, what can Cooper take over someone like borrow a body almost, and he can have like a an avatar out there or something? But I'd... I'm inclined to think not because he's not yeah. from there. Like obviously yeah, we saw nah, the, the giant took over the, the you know the, the the guy in the hotel, Bob. You know, there's various, but yeah, you know, we've we've seen them spirits take over people, but there's no precedence for someone taking over another person. That that that, that is that is very fair. So we get we get to the <clears throat> the lodge. Now basically, the rest of the episode can be summed up into uh, two things. So I'm going to I want to, I want to skip the lodge stuff for now. I want to talk about the scene with uh, Doppelkoop because he has a nice big long scene in the middle of all this. But otherwise, everything is on the the the, the lodge and into the ending of the episode kind of path. Yes. Right. So I want to go with uh, Doppelkoop, and he comes back. Uh, to this motel room and Daria's there and she's uh, sitting in underwear which is uh, one of the shots from uh, the teaser and uh, she also dies again yeah, new, right. char- new characters in the teaser dead by the end of the first two part um, but he comes in and she's like oh I was not I was on the phone but I was, I was talking to Jack making sure he's doing the car thing properly uh, and he plays along he's like oh are you happy to see me he's like oh that's nice and he's very intimidating so it's all very well done by uh, Kel McLachlan yeah ask him, ask him oh where's your gun it's not over mm. here in this drawer like normal. Yeah, he's he's making because presumably the body's still susceptible to damage. He's not indestructible, so one assumes so. Yeah, uh, so he gets the gun and he's holding her. And this is where obviously we see him be intimidating before this, but I think this is where you get the sense of just how evil uh, Bob is in this scene because. I mean, obviously we know he's evil from Laura Palmer and everything he did in the, the show before, but in terms of being Coop, because. He he reveals oh Jack's been dead for two hours. I killed him after he did the because uh, we had that one scene where he, he just he just holds his face and like sort of <laughs> rubs his face. Yeah, after he swaps cars. Yeah, um, but he, he, so he he says that and she like immediately realizes oh she's screwed. She's in danger. Like he he will just kill her. She knows he'll just kill her. Uh, he, he won't even care. Um, and he holds her and explains to her and plays back. And this is something I really liked. I like the evil Cooper also essentially uses a tape recorder. I know, I loved it when he pulled that out. I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. It's like that's it's obviously he's using it for much you know, nefarious intentions and means, but it's it's, it's I think it's really cool that Evil Coop also uses a tape recorder. Uh, which makes me think, I really hope after like Cooper gets out and he assuming this happens, I mean knowing this show it could be the very last thing is he finally gets out and we don't really see much of it. But if he does get out, and I, I hope that he like he goes on a phone and he's like Diane. <laughs> yeah, Do you know, I mean, that was the bit that made me question how much of this person is actually Cooper, like because obviously we're looking at it as oh this is Bob for for most of it, right? I, I think there's some influence in there. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of like Joe. Just to bring up the hit show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think it's like in that show when a vampire loses its soul, where some of the some of the darker sides of the personality still remain in there. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And is this like a twisted version of our Cooper then with Bob on top? Or is this just an empty vessel that Bob has? This seemed to imply the former to me. I, I think it's I think it's Bob. I think Bob's in control, but he takes over the sort of demons of whoever was there before. You know, I think we've seen that with Leland as well in the show. 
I, th- I think there was certainly like his own things that contributed to how his evil persona uh, played okay, out. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Especially in Firewalk with me, I, th- I think you clearly see that. No, his yeah, you're aw- right. His awkward fatherhood definitely played a part in how Bob. Yeah, yeah, because obviously this Bob is very different to Bob in in Leyland. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely part of it. Uh, and she's like, "Are you going to kill me?" And he's like, "Yes," but and he even offers, "Oh, this might save you death," because uh, because they mentioned Ray, Ray who was with them earlier. Like, where is he? What, what was he doing? He's like, "Oh, he's he's in he's in jail for crossing the border," <laughs> uh, but you know, illegally in. He's like, I don't believe that. But did he tell you something about the secretary? And this is, you know, Bill Hastings' secretary about the coordinates, you know. Uh, and she's like, no. He said she she told him something, but not what. And you know, it makes you wonder what was Ray involved in any of this murder that went on? Was you know, was he around for this? You know, how is the timeline, you know, linking up between these various plots exactly? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing I'm questioning. I I know they're showing me these events, but I'm questioning the the order of of some of them. Part part of me almost speculates that everything with Evil Coop is like before a lot of the other stuff. Well, not all of it actually, because the murder happens. But I'm, yeah, I'm thinking the reason that a lot of it can't be for me is because he you know he keeps saying he has to he's yeah. supposed to go back tomorrow. Which is maybe maybe I'm wondering that uh, nah nah yeah I think you're right. But I'm still wondering about how some of it lines up. But yeah. Um. So, 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 so he he kills her. It's very violent. He, he punches her a couple of times. He, but I do like though when he he lifts up the pillow after he shoots her. You can see like this the smoke from the gunshot out of her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just would say um he does ask a he pulls out a card like an ace of spades. Oh yeah. It's been altered. It looks kind of like a a beetle. It's kinda, you did a little drawing, didn't you? I, I did. I you can't really see it. It's the, you can't see it in the camera. But no. it, I actually doodled it <laughs> because no, I, no. I wanted to see the, it. The closest I can think is it's kind of like a beetle. It's a black circle with two little antennas, basically. Yeah, well, it's not quite a circle though, is it? It's kind of it's still got that like oblong shape. Oh sure, sure, but it, it's yeah. very simple. It, there's not a lot of complicated detail. It's it's, it's, it's on a ace of spades card he's, he's drawn yes. over the, the ace yeah and, and he goes oh this is what he's looking for and i'm going what the shit is that <laughs> i don't know is, is that like obviously this box exists but is this what's inside the box like if you actually could see it maybe you can't physically see it but this is what it is inside it is this thing mm-hmm. i don't Could know be. i mean as much as we're saying it looks like it's like an animal head or an insect head like maybe that's just like a Maybe it's just something that happens to remind us yeah. of that because we need to, something to contextualise it. Or maybe it's symbolic of what it is rather than being like an actual visual representation of it. No, no. I think it has to be a visual representation because he says, have you seen this? Like, what, uh, uh, oh, uh, sure. He asks her and there'd be no point in showing her that and asking. That's fair. Yeah. Right, yeah, but maybe, maybe it's like, oh no, like maybe he expects this symbol to be elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, rather than the actual thing he's looking for, just looking like it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like, uh, But, no, so he, he kills her. And then he pulls out his... Uh, and I'm pretty sure this is, like, his old, like, laptop. He, well, his old, like, FBI-issued, like, yes. laptop thing where he, he goes into the FBI database. That, you know, the interface is ancient because it's from the early 90s. Which, by the way, reminds me, when the... In the, the earlier on, when the... You know, uh, uh, Constance, 
you know, the, the CSI is looking yes. up the fingerprints and stuff. Now, she's on a modern computer, and it's a modern, you know, more or less modern version of Windows, because you can see the taskbar and all that, and it looks bit. Mm. The actual, like, fingerprint database she brings up looks ancient. I think that's just indicative of, ah, uh, it's a smallish town, and, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not up to date with, their te- uh, with all sure, that stuff. Sure, but I, I just, given that we have this as well, where he looks this up and it's on this ancient computer and everything looks old, I just you wonder... You know the that really threw me at this bit? You know, when he does the download and it flashes through the screen. Hmm. Like, you know, that's something that I haven't seen in a long time on TV. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I do associate with kind of 90s internet usage. Oh, sure, sure. And he's looking up plans for the prison. He wants to get to uh, where he thinks Ray is, by the sounds of yes. it. Uh, oh, there'll be no Ray's not actually in a prison. Yeah. We, we know yeah, he's yeah. elsewhere, but we'll get to that. Uh, so he does this. But, of course, the big thing in this scene, the, the thing that I think will send old fans going nuts is the name Philip Jeffries. Mm. Agent Philip Jeffries. In my notes, I thought I'd put down Aliens Philip Jeffries, but it's Agent <laughs> Jeffries. I yes, be- we debated what we were trying to figure out what that word was. Yeah, and then I realised it was just before the name. And it's, oh, it's just Agent. That's fine. Because uh, I was I was trying to figure out why I wrote down Aliens. I couldn't remember what the alien thing was. Um Yes. But yeah, so the so the implication here is that Philip Jeffries is behind the hit. He's behind wanting Doppelcoop taken out. Or at least that's what Doppelcoop thinks. Because he asks, are you Philip Jeffries? You know, that's oh, what yeah. he's expecting. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the job he sold her on because it's what makes sense to her. Maybe it's not actually what he intends yeah. the endgame to be, but... Uh, then, then he talks to him. He, he talks yeah. to Agent Philip Jeffries. And if you don't remember who Agent Philip Jeffries is, he was David Bowie's character in Firewalk with Me, who mysteri- who disappeared around that time. He showed up that one day in the, the bureau, and he was never really there. But everyone saw him. He said some cryptic things about, you know, the Black Lodge over the convenience store, and he he said some cryptic things about Cooper. Like you know, again coming into this idea of time, not moving the the, the same way outside yeah. of our world and like he knows that the coop's going to not be coop for some time and he's like you have to go back to the black lodge that, that's basically the gist of the conversation is you're going back yeah there was some interesting thing he says um you, he says you met with garland briggs yeah major briggs yeah but which it, i was like oh okay and he says it isn't what it's about though no, and and, uh, and doppel cooper doesn't tell him he's like no, i'm not telling you <laughs> no no you're right and then he says uh you're going back in tomorrow, and I will be with Bob again. That is interesting. That's what I found particularly interesting there. Which makes it sound like Bob took, for for a time, around the same time as Leland, you know, maybe, because maybe there was times when he left Leland alone, and he went and did a lot of things. Did he go after Agent Jeffries? That's why Jeffries disappeared. And does Jeffries want Bob back? Does he want to be taken over again? See, I was thinking, is it possible this is a message from within the Black Lodge and I will be with Bob again because oh, yeah, maybe. Bob will be back here in the Black Lodge with me. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. I don't know. I mean, this is the problem. There's so many different possible interpretations. Wonder, uh, no, obviously, they've got a voice actor here, at least at the very least, but I'm wondering if we'll see Phillips, like who's playing him. Obviously, it's been a long time, so they can get away with having a different actor, I think. They could, but given you know how they've been doing it with everyone else, where if they're mm. not coming back, they're just not using them. 
Yeah. I'm inclined to think they won't have well, respect. I mean, that's the good thing about uh, 25 years of time difference is you, you buy that some people, like, you know, they've moved away from Twin Peaks, so they're... Yeah, yes, yeah. things have happened. I, I think the hardest ones to swallow is someone like Bob, where there's no reason why we shouldn't see him again, really. But, obviously, life uh, yeah, dictates that yeah. we can. But, uh, but obviously, obviously, don't hold that against them. It's not their fault. But, uh, but you know, anyone else is like, yeah, they moved away. Why, why is Donna not here? Because... She, she moved. She went to San Francisco because James said it was so nice. But then he said, "No, nah, I'm coming back." And oh, Donna was speaking left. of James. Oh, we'll get we'll get to him later. Let's not <laughs> let's not let's not jump the gun. Uh, so no, this was fascinating though. The, the fact because obviously I remember them saying, "Oh, firework with me is important. It's not it's not redundant. It's it's important to the the overall thing that's going on." And the idea that they're taking because I uh, heard heard that they, they had the ideas for season three back in the day. And when they started writing this, they looked at their season three and they took a lot from it. Not everything. There's some stuff that didn't work anymore. There's some stuff that they just didn't want to do anymore. But they took a lot of that season three plan. They also had plans for a sequel movie that went into this Jeffrey's mystery that they set up with uh, David Bowie's character. Uh, uh, ima- that makes sense to me now. Yeah. And I imagine, because I think the, the idea there was is that they could continue Twin Peaks in movies without having to do anything with Laura or the time. Yeah, yeah, the idea that they could explore Black Lodge related things. Yeah. Um, so the idea that there may be some of the ideas they had for those movies or the, the movie they were going to do after that had had the movie been a hit uh, that those ideas are also going to somehow find their way in not all of them but some of them in some way yeah uh, isn't it kind of crazy that that movie you know basically failed and that's the reason there wasn't any more yet here we are with a whole other season anyway it's, it's, it's exciting to like the Jeffries thing to come into it to connect all this back round in some weird cosmic way like even before Cooper ever went to Twin Peaks, there was some sort of plan in motion. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. Uh, but, oh no, so that, that's, this was fascinating. But that, that, the scene doesn't end there. Cooper actually goes next door to another character whose name I do have written down. Uh, uh, Chantal. Yes. Uh, who's next door. And her husband, Hutch, they work together, they work for Cooper. Yeah. Doppel Cooper, and Cooper says, "Oh, I've got something for you to do. Get your husband, clean up next door." And then, interestingly, uh, who's played by Jen- Jennifer Jason Lee, by the way, uh, she uh, like is always oh, getting jealous of uh, that bitch. Anyway, the implication that Doppel Coop was, you know, having sex with her casually because he's evil and he does that. Yeah. Um, but like this person also has a thing for him and. There's this weird command, like command to the scene where she comes over and opens her legs, and he's like, "Oh, that's wet," and that's actually the end of the scene. Yeah. Um, but the like the, again, the idea that he's got lots of people working for him, that he has almost a network that he's built up over the years. Yeah, he's kind of got an empire. So even when he goes, the effects will still be felt. Hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting, anyway. Yeah. But it's just interesting seeing all these different like layers of these these characters and like, what has he been up to all this time and um but no so so that he's he's on his way to the prison because we see him in a car we'll obviously we'll explain how we see that in a minute but we see him in a car like on his way presumably to this prison where he thinks Ray is yes uh, but no all right so let's uh, get to the other stuff the the lodge the lodge yes here the, we go the lodge. the meat the meat of this two-part discussion <laughs> we're already at like an hour and 20 minutes so. this is one of the longest reviews we've ever done for anything 
God damn it, Lynch. <laughs> oh, prick. I'm actually really glad that after the next double, it's all single episodes from then on. Oh, I, 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 we, oh this, as, as great as I'm enjoying this yeah. discussion, God damn it if this was every week. That said, we might even do three and four split up. I, I, when I watch three, because uh, we, we, we're not sure exactly when we're going to get to that for review. Worst case scenario, it'll be for airing probably next Sunday. Because obviously, three and four are available to watch. Uh, but... Uh, there's a good, there's a chance we may get it a bit earlier in that sort of midweek, sometime maybe like Thursday, uh, and if not, if if they seem like they're they're doable as separately, like if I watch three and go, oh, we could do that on its own, uh, we might do like three midweek and then four on Sunday, kind of thing to sort of spread it out, you know, so you're not so so there's something there, uh, sort of you know a week after this, and then we don't have to sit here for two hours discussing it. Exactly, it splits it up a little bit, um, so. Yeah, so in the lodge, first first thing is with the one-armed man, uh, who says, "Is it future, or is it past?" Yes. All that, all this time away, me. And, and then he says, "Someone is here." Someone is here. Yeah. That's and that's when he vanishes. That's when he vanishes, and then Laura appears. Yes. And presumably, this is the "I will see you again in twenty-five years." 25 I mean, years. given that this scene plays out, I mean, I don't know if it's exactly the same because you know, m- memory, but it seems mostly word for word. It's, it, yeah, it's really similar to the, the first dream that you ever had. Uh, you know, oh, I, I feel a lot like her, but my, sometimes my arms are tied back. The way she gets up and walks in for the kiss. The uh, bit that stood out as different to me. Oh, oh, the face, obviously. No, no, even before that. Oh, okay. It's... When he says, uh, are you Laura Palmer? Before, did she not say, I'm her cousin? Because that's where, you know, we got that whole thing. Whereas before, she says, I am Laura Palmer. But in this, she says, I am Laura Palmer. Well, interesting. She just said, uh, I sometimes feel like I'm her. Yeah, yeah, but then later on, she does say, I am Laura Palmer. Yeah, she says it later, but she says that first, and then she says it. Yeah, uh, obviously, originally, we got the, the whole cousin thing in that conversation. Yes. Um, which would imply that I mean, I, I guess the whole point there is that she was actually warning them about the cousin coming because the cousin, because Maddie hadn't shown up yet in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas here, the intention is clearly different. Um, no, I agree. And I, I think the whole thing where she she puts her hand up and she opens her face, she she takes her face off, and there's that flashing light, which indicates to me that she is now part of a lodge, not necessarily the Black Lodge. Because no. she's because she a because of the end of the fire walk with me, it seems like she goes to the better place and she gets taken to a happier place. It also seems like she's a visitor here. This is the yeah, Black yeah. Lodge, but she's a visitor. I think it's worth noting again that this is the waiting room. Yes. You know, there's no re- maybe if she did go to the White Lodge, there's no reason she can't visit the waiting room. You know, the entrance, the yeah. lobby. Joe, Joe, what's funny about this scene as well is uh, obviously she, uh, she comes in and I was like, all right, I can tell it's her. I can I can see I can see it in her eyes that it's her because obviously she looks really different. Um, but do you know when she really looked like Laura Palmer? Go on. It was when she smiled before she kissed him. It was the smile. It's the exact same smile. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, like I could tell it was her before, but that was like, oh, no, yeah, no, no, that her. was it. As soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, it's Laura. You yeah. Know, there was no doubt uh, for any second that it was anything else. And obviously, she just the whole, do you recognize me? But yeah. Yeah, um, the line that stuck out to me as well, uh, just before she takes off her face, is... Um, she says, I am Laura Palmer. And uh, Coop says, but Laura Palmer's dead. And she says, I am dead, mm. yet I live. 
and I, I think that's I live on in the the lodge. Like, yeah, I, I am like now this, this. This is this is the afterlife. This is still I exist. Yeah, which uh, plays into a certain line later on, perhaps. Perhaps. So, so she she does that thing with the fish, and she gets up, she walks over, and she whispers in his ear again, like the dream. Uh, so we don't know what she said. Obviously, I'm assuming it'll be something different than it was last time. One assumes yes. And then she but maybe that own. is a, a dangerous mistake. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, and then he, he, she leaves. She, she has this exit, which is terrifying. Honestly, like it feels like we see like the, the curtain kind of coming down, and then she sort of like the, the image of her skews, and she screams, and it feels like. And then we literally see her fly up out of frame as if she's been grabbed by something. Yeah, like it's painful for her to do this. Yeah, it's it's like someone's caught her here, and she's been taken. Uh, I know it's something about the sound, and it's, obviously this is all sort of the, the backwards speech, where it's recorded backwards but played forwards. Uh, even the footsteps are sort of backwards but forwards. They're not. They're just backwards. Oh yeah, sure. I, I, I was looking. That, that's what I was going to say. Is what is so weird? The footsteps are just backwards because they, you know, they have the the click noise and then the the, the reverse when they pull up. But yeah, it's and not. I'll... It's weird. Yeah, and obviously we talked about the weird jump cuts where it's like the blinking and it's like it's unnatural. It feels like times moving kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unnaturally. Uh, yeah, it, it is strange. Obviously, what we're talking about the the sound. There is something I noticed in the credits. I don't know if you caught this. That David Lynch is listed uh, as one of the sound. Designers. He's the only person listed as sound design. It doesn't surprise me. I think he's been. I think he's heavily involved in the sound and all of his stuff. Right. Fair enough. I mean, I've never noticed it before. I mean, he yeah. probably was on the. the yeah, the original show as well, but I, I noticed it here because obviously I was thinking of this specific. Uh, bit yeah, no, I think he does it for certainly his movies. Obviously, the show, the original show, was so long and had like all the network people involved. So, but um, that's why that's why his his movies have a distinct like sound design. There's a certain droning and a certain sound to the the ambience that I associate with David Lynch, and it's because he does it himself. <laughs> like he, yeah, yeah, he's the one doing that. Uh, he's also listed as one of the additional editors, so he's clearly very hands-on, like in post. Like he goes around and he makes sure everything's to his yeah, liking. Yeah. It's like you know, it's his vision. Which he, for he better does or worse, as close as you can get, realistically, to author in I, the TV world. Yeah, I mean, the, the only the only person whose name I can I see on more stuff is either Robert Rodriguez, who edits his own movies, or Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> who who's uh, had like credited for tons of things but uh so she exits i will, i mean you don't see blood or anything like that but it almost feels violent the way she's pulled out it does and, it's very hard because she vanishes still like the others but it's yeah. very harsh and then the curtain comes up we see an almost infinite you know zigzag floor and we see yeah yeah it's 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 like a the wind that blows the curtain yeah. up first it's like a draft first and we see the white horse yeah, yeah. and the two times we've seen the white horse before it was both times it was right before Bob showed up to do something bad. In one case it was a murder, in one case it was a, a rape. But as we see, the horse is here. Yes. Uh, almost insinuating that what just took Laura was something bad. Hmm. Mm. Okay. At, at least I'm I'm kind of pairing that up with something else in a minute. But okay, yeah. That, that's, kind, that's kind of how I'm reading it. And then we cut back. And Cooper's with the one-armed man again. And yeah. he repeats his line, is it future or is it past? Which, which given that we've just looked back, is a very ironic line. <laughs> it is. And I was wondering, hang on, is 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 Cooper stuck in a loop here at this point? I was like, how, how many times has he had this 
because obviously that that conversation with Laura was pretty much the dream from before, and I was wondering like, how many times has he gone through this? Or, or is this scene with Laura literally another dream? Like, yeah. is, is he just sitting there dreaming again, and it cuts back to place, and it's like, you know, he's been what he's in the Black Lodge, but is this a dream that's been beamed to him from the White Lodge from Laura, like mm. warning him? Yeah, and, yeah, it's possible. Know, that, that 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 maybe maybe it's that. Uh, Bill looks back, and that this is when the one our man, like, says it takes it's ti- him to another room. Well, he says it's time to go. Yes. So it's time, and obviously I'm thinking, oh, does he mean leave the, the lodge entirely? Uh, and I think he actually kind of does in a weird way, but obviously there's there's steps to be taken before. That yeah, can yeah, I think he does, but obviously again, as we keep mentioning, time is not the same there. So yeah. time to go does not necessarily mean immediately. It means okay, yeah. we, you know, we're we're in motion. And it takes him to the arm, which looks like a <laughs> a tree with a thing on the top. An electric tree. It's very much like the sycamore trees, actually. Yeah, it's an electric tree with this weird demented baby head kind of thing without any features at the top. Yeah, it's almost like a a, a brain sort of thing. It's almost like there's like a it's almost like there's actually a little head inside it, but it's like covered in like a thick sort of skin bag thing. Yeah, because yeah, you can I'll almost see, see the mouth moving behind the bottom of it. Yeah, as it, as it's talking, uh, this is where you realise you're watching full on Lynch. Like he went full Lynch with this. There's yeah, yeah. Even... and it, it calls itself the evolution of the arm. The arm. <laughs> Are we talking about his arm? Like, well, no, that's something I actually questioned because originally the whole thing was he pulled his arm off because it bore the, the what was it, the mark of God? Yeah, yeah. And I was running right. Is this, you know, the that arm literally, you know, became this tree, and this this mark of God gave it this whatever it is. <laughs> the evolution of the arm. Oh, I love. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just spouting bullshit. But uh, no, no, no. I see you again. I, I just, I love David Lynch. Uh, and he says, "Remember your doppelganger." We get actually a little flashback. We get, we get to see some of the scenes. It reminds us of kind of how it went down, how he ran away from him. We see. And yeah. It was great to see that scene with Bob actually. Just to, yeah. Like, as much as he's not around and we can't actually have him in any scene, it was great to just cut back to you know that creepy laughing and stuff. And then widescreen. Uh, yeah, it's probably just cropped. I imagine it probably was, but it just yeah, you know, it's still <laughs> yeah. weird. Uh, when I, when I was looking at it, going, that's not that, that's not right. <laughs> but yeah, so, so there's that, and he says, "Oh, your doppelganger's out there. He has to come back before you can leave." Yeah. Uh, so and that, that was kind of where we end that. We, we go to the all the stuff at the motel, and we came back afterwards after all that stuff went. Yeah, around. yeah. The, the 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 tree also says. Uh, I am the arm, and I sound like this, and it makes these kind of like noises, mm. which I thought were actually very reminiscent of what the giant was listening to on the gramophone before. You know, where he says, "You know, listen to the sounds." Oh yeah, we never actually mentioned that. Yeah, he said, "Listen yeah, to yeah. the sounds." Um, maybe that's maybe that's the giant. I mean, we're assuming that's later in the timeline because of the black and white and because of the cryptic clues. But so let's say it's not. Is that like the giant trying to like tell him to listen to the tree, listen to yeah, the yeah, arm. remember what the tree told you? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, even if it's in the future, yeah, remember what 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 it said. Yeah, that could be what it's saying. Um, but he says, so he says, go now, basically, and you almost feel like, what is this his chance to get out, like, or go and find? And he he goes, and then it's almost like it's like a physical block, and he he comes back the way there's some weird stuff with the statue, and then he goes back through, and he runs into Leland. Who is sitting, yes. sitting on just one of the chairs, um, 
And what I and this is where I remember I said I thought something evil had taken Laura. This is where I pair it up with. It's something okay. Leland says. Because Leland seems to think that Cooper's getting out. And he yes. says Fine Laura. Yeah, that's 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 literally all he says. Yeah. Fine Laura. Fine Laura. And that that to me says she's not where she's meant to be anymore. Something has taken her. Um, yeah, the the only other possibility I have is find Laura. She can tell you the answers. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. Like, no, the, 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 she can fix this. But I I read it as a worried father rather than a. No, no, I I agree. Yeah. That is the the more likely scenario. I'm just just putting all the options out there. Yeah, and I, I kind of like the idea that Laura's maybe in trouble, and like, you know, part of Coop's final victory is to help the person who has tried to help him somehow beyond the grave. <laughs> Like all, all through this, she's tried to warn him about things. She's tried to help, yeah. Uh, and she had a relatively happy ending at the end of fire. I mean, no, I say relatively because obviously she got killed, but the idea that her soul got saved because she put on the ring and she had went yeah, to the yeah. better place, um, her soul was saved. And the idea that she's in trouble gives like again, it ties it all back into the original show and gives him the same kind of thing to fight for, as well as his own self. The well, the fact that he failed. And we, t- we talked a lot about that a lot in the the finale. Uh, uh, review of season two, yeah. But oh no, so I thought that was uh was really interesting. So he, he then goes out and he he opens the curtain again, but instead of seeing another identical room, he sees the road. He sees he's in, as if he's in he the sky, the real world. Yeah. yeah, and he sees the car, and we see you see it's Doppelcoop driving down the road, presumably to this prison where he's going to try and get his information from Ray. Yes. Um. So, so there's that, and then that's where things go full on. I'm going to say 2001 Space Odyssey because it was very reminiscent to me of the travelling through the cosmos at the end, you know, the... Uh, yeah, yeah, just the, a touch before that as well, though. The arm says, my doppelganger. Hmm. Now, uh, I don't know what its doppelganger would be, but it uh, that's well, what it said. Well, hold on a second. If we're saying it's the mark of God, does that imply that... Cause uh, it... It's the the opposite. Yeah, is, is Bob the doppelganger of him? Because like, if we're going with the idea that there's doppelgangers within them that are inside this place, like, you know, there was a dark side of Cooper who was in here. Is, yeah. is Bob the doppelganger to God, essentially, from the White Lodge? Yeah, yeah, so like the, 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 the ultimate good and the ultimate bad of the of the Lodge. Yeah. Is, is, you know, is, is, he's supposed to run the Lodge, essentially, but he wants out because he wants to... He wants things in the real world. He wants all this stuff. As we kept, we said earlier, he wants. He, he yeah, desires yeah. to just take what he wants and cause chaos and whatever else. Right, so so it gets really trippy. It falls through the floor. All the zigzags come to life and sort of change, like, sort of heights. And yeah, things. yeah, they go up and down. They're, like, tripping him up almost. And he, he starts falling through what looks like space almost uh, at rough speeds. Very, very camera shaking, very disoriented. Yeah, and uh, to go back to where I said how you know she wanted to exist earlier, this is where the, the I think it was the arm that says it. It, it just says non-existent. Yes, yeah, as, right yeah, before very, he falls. Yeah, right before he falls, it's, it's very loud and clear. It comes right through. I think that'll be you know, is it saying you know, you don't exist? This this isn't real. Is it a threat? Mm. I, I don't, mm. I don't know. Like no. part, part of me thing is, is it, it's like saying, oh, the, the actual trap holding you here is non-existent. You can travel wherever you want. And he, end, cause he Yeah, yeah. Because he falls through space, 
essentially, and he lands on the box outside outside the building, the outside part of it, and then he he comes in, he sort of falls through through it, yeah, and he's visually inside the box, uh, and this is where time comes into place because this takes place before the previous scene. It's when uh, Boxman's out looking for the guard in the toilet. And this is the bit that comes back into why I said maybe it happens when no one's looking because, again, as soon as he's out of the room, that's when this happens. I think that's fair. I, I think my only dispute with that is that we have no evidence to suggest that every other time he's not in the room that something happens. No, no, no. Maybe it's not every time he's not in the yeah. room, but just maybe it can only happen when he's not looking. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold in the. It only happens when you're not looking quite yet. No, no, that's I, I, fair. I'm more inclined to think the other thing that pops up that killed or seemingly killed him was bec- a, a cause of what what happened. Yeah, like yeah. we said, um, and I think I think I think what this Cooper scene does though is it confirms that this box is like a a, a secondary entrance or a bridge or even even just like a a communicator to the Black Lodge. Yeah, it's like a. I think it is like a, a gateway because obviously. He comes outside. He's on the box That's outside, yeah. and then he goes into the box, and then he comes through the the hole. Like he comes through into our world, essentially. Which, which is funny it's, like, it's like one half of the box is in each world. Do you know what's funny about that is because he was floating. It reminded me a lot of like someone on a space shuttle, like floating through the, the entrances and the and yeah, the, yeah, and the ship. Uh, I thought that was interesting, but yeah. So so before they come in though, he like it. It starts like boxing them in. It's like all oh, this like box. Yeah, like, it really adds like depth to it though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like and it boxes them in as if he's not meant to be there, and it goes out and it goes back in. It goes out. Yeah, I thought is the reason it's going out and in is is he fighting back against it? Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it sort of wins and he starts falling through space again, and he just keeps falling, and we don't really see where he lands, and I think it's very interesting that when he like it cuts from this it cuts to sarah palmer like we, we cut to someone in twin peaks mm. and i thought it was interesting like i'm like is he get is he somehow getting towards twin peaks is, is this journeying towards twin peaks like everything else is and that's why we end you know to view this two-parter as the as the full first episode like is this entire journey to get to twin peaks at the end where oh now it feels like it's relevant to twin peaks like you know because we yeah now we're back yeah I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just kind of theorising. Uh, before we talk about uh, that scene, I wanted to go back to just something that I thought I had. At the, in the, the opening scene, the black and white scene with the giant. Oh, we're going all the way back, okay. When Cooper leaves that scene, he flickers out as if he's a video effect. Yes, you're right. He doesn't vanish in the same yeah. way that everyone else vanishes. No, he, he flickers out as if he's like a, a piece of footage. Yeah, like a hologram almost. So, keeping with the idea that this is uh, communicating later on, I'm actually going to speculate that he intentionally goes to this box to communicate with the giant later on. Oh, I like it. And I, I like think it. it's a way of controlling his dream and having yeah. you know, like a lucid dream almost. And that's why I think he flickers out is because it's through these cameras or something, you know, through the box. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the power fails or something. Uh, th- th- that's just what I... Th- I could be completely wrong, but that's what I'm reading right now. No, it makes sense. You, like you say, it definitely was this other effect of like a yeah. like a hologram, a projection. Yeah, and that, that was kind of what solidified the idea that it was maybe in the future for me, is that he knows about this box because he, he's had this experience. So when he gets out, yeah. he's going to go back to the box so he can do this. The, the other reason, the, the big reason I think it's in the future is, you know, black and white, we typically associate with being past and old. And I think that's just such, a, that's the most obvious oh, mystery. Stop right there. Is it future... Or is it past? 
Very good, very good. See, see. Comes together. Bringing it all back around. Yeah, so it goes to Sarah Palmer, and she's just sitting, being miserable, smoking ridiculous amounts, because that's what she does. And she looks like a broken person. She's, you know, she's been alone now for 25 years. Cause of, yeah, she's yeah. just watching the TV. But what is she watching, though? She's watching... Uh, uh, what type of cat was it? Oh, I wasn't... Was it lions, or...? I think it was leopards. Maybe leopards, yeah. Uh, but they were eating a ram, and there was, like, three lions, or le- uh, leopards, eating uh, this ram, and, uh, you know, proper violent and consuming it. And I felt like, oh, this is a warning. Well, that's the, not not, not the, the TV sending her a message, just in terms of thematics for the show, it's a warning to us. It's, like, thematically saying the evil of the world is going to try and devour us. Like, and maybe yeah. this is what the fight's going to be about. This is what Cooper needs to win, because yeah. if he doesn't, the innocent people, or at least maybe the town of Twin Peaks, is going to be devoured by evil. And yeah, it's kind of like the, the hunt is on, so to speak. Which is partly why I feel like this feels like the end of the first episode in a weird way, because it does get us back to Twin Peaks, and it maybe sets up, in, in a subtle, kind of, you know, symbolic way, what's yeah. at stake. I, uh, I also, if I just like you said, it was a ram that it was eating, and yeah. rams are definitely symbolic, very like biblical, as you know, a, a yeah. sacrificial animal. To, to you, this is what you sacrifice to God to represent innocence. So, yeah, yeah uh, that, that does make sense there. Uh, and then we cut to what turned out to be the final scene, and I didn't expect this to be the final scene. It felt like a really... I actually like how it ends, but it's a really weird way to end the episode because it doesn't feel like a big moment. It feels like a, a sort yeah. of quieter moment. Uh, uh, we cut to the, the bar, you know, the, the Bang Bang Bar, yes. and there's a, there's a musical artist on stage. I actually really Chromatics. like that song. Chromatics. Oh, you, you know them. Did you yeah, know them before this? Or did... Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, really cool song, and they're playing. The singer from the original show, I know is in it at some point. Like, I know like that we're going to get that. Because, you know, that we've seen that a couple uh, yeah, of times yeah. in the original show. Uh, but we have, we have chromatics here. And we see Shelley's out with her with her friends. Uh, and she's, they're, you know, they're all like middle-aged. She's talking about her daughter named Becky, who's dating some yeah. guy. And she doesn't feel good about him. I'm assuming we'll... You know, I feel like we will get more of these Twin Peaks characters once we, like we say, maybe when Cooper is back in the town, we'll learn about all these new characters a bit more. Yeah, we'll I think them. that is the time that we do it because we learn it with him. Yeah, and we we get this. Oh, look how much we look how much we miss. It's almost like we've been in limbo for twenty five years with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that idea. That's pretty cool. Uh, but sh- she's with them. James walks in with a new character who's English. Uh, he's got like a weird uh, green or blue glove on, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but they, they go up and get a drink, and uh, Shelley's friend notices him, and he's, he's staring at her, and she's like, "Oh, you, uh, does James have a crush on you?" Blah blah blah. And so one of her other friends comments, "Oh, like he's kind of creepy or weird." And it's like, "He's he's not weird. He was in a motorcycle accident." But James is cool. James has always been cool. My one complaint about this episode is that line. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, I honestly, I'm I'm also glad they told me it was James because again, did I recognize him? I didn't know. Oh, I knew who it was immediately. I didn't get it at all. I could see it. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe... Some some of them I can just tell, and others I'm like, who's this? Um, that said, though, I, I like as, as much as I'm I'm laughing because obviously the James plot went really shit in season two, and we kind of grew to hate him for it. I actually did like this scene. I liked how it played out. I liked this weird sense of like because uh, we never really seen Shelley and James interact in the original show, but this no, idea really. this idea that she thinks of him as this cool guy from her youth that she and she like sticks up for him. There's something just interesting or just comfortable about the idea that all these Twin Peaks characters that we, you know, we grew and loved and we, to us, doesn't sure we'll have some new interesting characters, but these are the old characters we really care about and we're, we're excited to see again. There's something cool about them kind of sticking up for each other and like, like everything they went through back in that show kind of bound them together in a weird way. 
Yes. In some yeah. extent. And I kind of liked her sticking up for him. But then she looks over to someone else at the bar who's eyeing her up uh, and s- smells back at him. Uh, mm. And it's Ray. Yeah. He, he's, he's not in prison. Uh, and if he did get coordinates, are the coordinates Twin Peaks? Is, is he here because whatever, whatever Evil Coop wanted... Is it in Twin Peaks? Which feels like the first place you should look, given where yeah, came that, from. Yeah, that would be my my concern. If that is the coordinates, that feels a bit easy. Almost like okay, if he's looking for something, he knows what he's looking for. Yeah, unless already. unless maybe it's a case of uh, either he didn't he just didn't know it was in Twin Peaks, so it'll be like a weird thing. Oh, it's back where I started. It'll be like a symbolic thing, but that way, or the information he got from uh, Bill's assistant was like oh the answer is in twin peaks like someone in twin peaks knows like you know it's more of a chain of yeah yeah that that makes more sense to me i yeah. think uh but he's here what's he after how much does he know about evil coop and bob like he seems to know some stuff he seems to have something up his sleeve that he wants to do yeah yeah definitely so and then it ends in a really interesting way where uh interesting just in a, a, a filmmaking point of view that it's different from the show it doesn't cut to credits it the song, the band keeps playing the song, uh, and then credits just start to roll over it. And we, for the whole credits rolling, we have the song playing in the background. It reminds me a lot of what the show did at the start of an episode. Often, you know, when you'd have the, mm. the credits music would come up, but because they had so many names, they'd kind of play it over a scene that almost what? didn't matter. It would just be an atmospheric scene. Which is interesting because what they've done here is that they've taken all the cast out of the opening titles so that it's not ridiculously long. It's yeah. much quicker. You want you want the theme tune. You want to feel like you're starting an episode of Twin Peaks, but they left all the cast till the end credits. And I actually really like this. It's worth mentioning that if you watch this as two single, I actually done it both. I watched it as it aired, and it was one episode, and then I watched it split up on the on the on demand, and they add in credits at the end of the first episode. And the credits in the end of the first episode, if you watch it that way, is that it cuts back to the black and white scene of the giant. And it just focuses in on the uh, the, 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 the sound that he's listening yeah. to, yeah. Uh, you just hear that, uh, and it it works well enough. But I definitely like the. It felt more like one big episode to me, where it ended with it finally feeling like we got back to like some of the other characters in Twin Peaks. No, I agree. Um, and it, I think I give it an interesting. Bit. I think each one will end with the idea of it, the credits just playing over something. It'll just be interesting to see what it chooses each episode. Yeah, and it it makes it very different because obviously most of the episodes of the old show ended on you know the picture yeah yeah yeah. and obviously this is and, and that evoked its own ideas and themes you know every time it cut back to that it was like no this is what this show is about and it wasn't until after the case was solved that we changed away from that yeah so now it's like okay what is this episode summed up as and, and you know the mood and i yeah i also think it, it is this thing obviously some episodes i expect will end with a sinister note some will end with a a cliffhanger foreshadow or so you know but this one wanted to end with this comfort of coming back to twin peaks and having yeah. this you know song that and, and, and even the lyrics i can't remember off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure that the, the lyrics are talking about like uh, time and uh coming home or something like that like it's talking about yeah. time and time again or uh, and the whole thing feels like it's it's easing you back in it's like okay we're we're coming back to twin peaks we're not we're not fully there yet but we're coming uh, yeah so uh, as for the uh, some endings coming out, I will put money on one of them just being black and the credits rolling and silence, or if not silence, the whole, the low hum. Oh yeah, I, that'll be that'll be one of them, guaranteed. Might even be the finale on <laughs> Lynch. It, it might well be. Oh dear. Um, I, I, to sum up, sort of, to actually, we went through it. We're given theories. We've analysed it a bit, but to give like actual review, like good, bad, 
sort of thing to end this on. I think it was really good. I think it was intriguing. I think it's introduced new mysteries. I like a lot of the new things it's doing. I like how it's making me think. It's, it's, it's doing all that. If I have any complaints, legitimately, I could have used a bit more synth music, just a little bit more, but maybe they're mm. keeping that for when it feels more like Twin Peaks and when Cooper's out and about. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they're that, because I'm looking forward to hearing Laura's theme at some point when, it, when it's relevant. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised we didn't get it, you know, when we were with Laura in yeah. this one. We never got it in the red room, though, and I, that makes sense. We didn't. We we got almost no music in the red room at all. Yeah. In this episode, um, if I have any complaint, I would say like maybe like the scene with Ben and Jerry, maybe the one with Jacoby, feel very on their own. Like they do. They're the ones that I think I'd have saved till Coop was out, and we were doing the town as maybe. a whole. Yeah. I'd have waited for with those. I think. But maybe there's a reason why they're being foreshadowed early. Like, it's it's possible, yeah. Maybe by the time we get to like that point, like the the, the plot with Beverly and the, the the hotel like develops to something that has to be at a certain point before. Well, maybe there's a reason. Yeah, for Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'd argue that that first scene with Lucy as well. Obviously, we, you know, the the idea is it's establishing the route and someone's looking for them, so they'll come mm-hmm. back later. But it kind of feels like again, it doesn't do much in this episode. Yeah, no, I think the scenes with Hawk and stuff will work because they are tying into Coop stuff. They're like, oh, Coop's right. missing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so that's fine, and obviously seen at the bar at the end because it feels like it feels like we come to Twin Peaks after he's fallen through space, kind of idea. Yeah. This is where he's going to land. Maybe he's not landed yet, but it feels like he's going to land here. Yeah. No. Overall, I, I mean, I love these episodes, as you can probably tell by how long we've talked yeah. about them. I mean, we don't talk this long if we th- think it's bad. <laughs> oh no, no, that's not true. There are two times we talk this long when we hate something with a passion oh, and sure. we tear it to shreds scene by scene, or when we love it this much and to, and, and talk about it scene by scene. It's it's either or. It's full Lynch, and if you don't like full Lynch, then you're going to hate this. But if you like David Lynch, if you're excited by an 18-hour David Lynch movie, probably his last. Uh, given that he said it doesn't want to make movies anymore, I I think this is a special trip. Yeah, it's, it's I, amazing I, that it exists. I, I legitimately think my biggest complaint would probably be that it doesn't feel like Twin Peaks. It feels yeah, you know, it feels David Lynch, but it doesn't feel like Twin Peaks yet. Yeah, and I think it might never fully feel exactly like Twin Peaks, and I think... Oh, because things have moved on, it's matured. Yeah, and I also think, like, had David Lynch been able to do whatever he wanted back then, it probably would have felt less like like Twin Peaks and more like this. That said, uh, what I think is interesting is I think so much of the show came out of the fact that they had to change a couple of things. Like, the network made them reveal who the killer was. If they had never done that, he could have never made Firewalk with me. that, That movie wouldn't have existed, because... You know, yeah, so much yeah, of the yeah. mythology has been kind of shaped because he had to reveal a couple of things, and you know, it's just really interesting now that. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That's something I always say: is art is shaped by the restrictions and the limitations. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's when you're told you can't do something, you have to work around it, and those solutions tend to create the best ideas, in my opinion. And honestly, we'll never know for sure. But like, is this is waiting twenty five years and getting this better than just getting a season three at the time? Like, yeah. By the time we're finished, I'll have maybe a, an inkling, but I won't know for sure because I could never. Yeah, because you'll never have seen the season three. See, yeah, you know. But this feels more special because we had to wait. I mean, we didn't wait because we just watched it <laughs> before, but just in yeah. the sense of the world had to wait twenty five years and. Yeah, it feels more special in terms of it, it's aged up, so it makes it feel the story has more weight with Cooper being you know stuck and you know yeah. doppel Cooper out in the world, having that out there for twenty five years versus you know the year odd that it would have happened if it had been till season three at the time. Yeah, it feels like it has so much more weight and so much more impact when he will return. And of course, you know, 
terrifying at times as well. That 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 shimmering beast ghost thing was fantastic. Right at something like Silent Hill. Uh, Laura screaming still terrifies me. Oh, just her glorious. scream fills me with dread every time I hear it. Glorious. Uh, so hopefully, people are not intimidated by the length of this review. <laughs> yeah, they may well be. Uh, this much like this show now, you know, this review might be for the hardcores. Yeah, I, I'm getting that feeling. Uh, so, by all means, let us know what you thought of the episodes. Definitely theorise in the comments below. Now, it's a little bit weird this first week because some of you may have watched 3 and 4 already. Uh, we're going to ask you not to talk about 3 and 4 in the comments. Because even when we're working through the show, that was kind of the rule is don't spoil anything past the point that the, the video and, was talking about. And you were all very good at that, actually. Yeah, so, everyone yeah, who watched was, re- was really good at that. Uh, and not, not specifically even for us, just for other commenters. Like If they're working through the show, they've only watched 1 and 2. They should, you know, uh, so obviously if you've seen 3 and 4, you can't really theorise with us right now because y- you've got more information. Uh, but look forward to the 3 and 4 review. Uh, possibly split up. Uh, I'll basically, we'll dictate that once I've watched 3. Because uh, we can also fit it in easier as well if it's just the one at one point yeah, in the yeah. week. Yeah, as, as if you watch any of our other stuff, you may be aware, scheduling is, is tough this week. Yeah, yeah, partly because Twin Peaks decided to throw four episodes at us. <laughs> <laughs> and a few other things, so... Extra work covers randomly in the worst week possible. God damn yeah, it. pretty much. Um, but, no, so let us know what you think. Uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and stuff like that. Uh, if you like what we do, if you like us rambling for this long and theorising about crazy ideas, uh, go over to patreon.com slash TV, see some of the bonuses over there, uh, and just get a nice warm fuzzy feeling for supporting the channel. Uh, but if not, that's cool too. Watch, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you once again for watching, guys. Is it future... Or is it past? Have you got any vanilla? Have you got any vanilla?